This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another Organized Chaos podcast. Uh, doing the the music special again. Joining me again is George. Uh, just saw the uh, Tears for Fears and Garbage uh, concert last Friday, so a few days ago. I went with my eldest. George unfortunately couldn't jo- uh, join me because he is a square and not cool enough to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was disappointed he it's didn't true. make it. Uh, you will have to make it again, though, because it was a really fucking good show. Uh, I really wanted to be there, yeah, but but glad it was a good oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, both uh, both members of Tears for Fears have pretty much said uh, they're not done yet. Whether or not they're just saying, "Hey, we're keeping going with the tour," or you know, it really seems implied that they're specifying, "Hey, you know, there's at least another tour in us or something like that." I'm hoping that's what they mean when they say that. I always I don't know why they keep on specifying that. Like we can look at tour dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you're not done with the tour. I, I, but you know, it was a great show. I will definitely go again if they tour again. But in honor of the tour, uh, we thought we'd do a album ranking. Before that, uh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Excuse me, I'm tired from work. <laughs> Uh, how you excuses, doing, George? Excuses. I should probably like talk to you and acknowledge you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, work, work, work. Um, <laughs> yeah, been yeah, same. Busy with work yeah. and keeping up with housework and various mm. stuff, but doing good. <laughs> yeah, I understand that all too well. I do not know why I am so tired, but uh, we got an exciting podcast. I will try to to perk up for it <laughs> uh so do you want to just dive right in george yeah right. uh let's do garbage and um i'll let you kick it Ooh, off I'll... since i think you're you're a little more familiar with uh the garbage catalog than i am yeah so yeah I'll, I'll I, let you I go first am i more probably more of a fan i guess i i had well when we decided to start doing the ranking i had to look and i was like oh i'm actually missing i think two albums I think I didn't have Beautiful Garbage or version 2.0. But I know I've listened to them at some point. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Uh, so, for Garbage, uh, my number seven is... What did I put down? I put down Beautiful, oh, beautiful Garbage. Uh, this is their... Is this their... Yeah, this is their third album. Um... I felt like after their first album, which is really good, it's much higher on this list... It felt to me like they spent a lot of time trying to recapture that magic, which they kind of did with version 2.0, which I don't I don't remember if that was more successful or just kind of on the same wavelength. But like those two albums are huge hits. Yeah, it, I don't think it sold as well as the first one, but it was still pretty yeah, big. Yeah, it was huge. And this this. Yeah, the first yeah, first one was huge when it came yeah, out. But this feels like kind of like version 3.0, just kind of like trying to keep on recapturing it. And I want to specify, there's lots of really good songs on here. It just, I feel like every like every time they attempt it, it's it's a return on an investment. It's a diminishing investment. Uh, and this one, it just doesn't connect with me as much. Uh, 
some of the songs aren't as strong as some that you normally get. Uh, there are some good ones, though. Uh, overall, I would say I do enjoy this album. Uh, my favorite song pick would be Parade, uh, which I believe is the closer. Let me double check that. Yeah, I got it up too. Let me oh, see. Oh no, here. no, that, I guess it's not the closer. So like a rose is a closer, but yeah, no, that was that was yeah, yeah that was my song pick. But yeah, it's it's it is a good album, uh, but my least favorite garbage album. <laughs> so I will admit that prior to this ranking, I wasn't too familiar with any of the albums minus the first one. Okay. Mm. Um, which is interesting. I I got the first album when it first came out in 95. I mean, it was huge. Mm -hmm. I've heard it probably like a billion times. Oh, but yeah. for some reason, I never I never really dived into their stuff afterwards. I mean, I think I heard 2.0 mm -hmm. when it came yeah. out. So um, Brian is really into garbage. So he had some of them. So, you know, I listened to the ones that he had and then... Um, Found some others by mm -hmm. means of uh, Jack Sparrow. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know but, if it's, um, it's quite Jack Sparrow if I give you access to them for business reasons. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> um, so my number seven, I, I don't have a copy to show because I, I don't have one. But I put Strange Little Birds. I have a feeling that our lists are going to be completely different because <laughs> I haven't really had a, had time to really like digest any of these albums and um and none of them like they were all pretty good albums um and good like a consistent quality and consistency of style so um yeah, I just I guess I just don't have the context of like the time in between of like repeated listenings or whatnot. But this one just didn't really jump out at me as much as the others. But um, the three songs off of this one that I really liked were Blackout, Night Drive, Loneliness and Teaching Little Fingers to Play. Mm -hmm. yep, those are good picks. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, well, what do you have for number six? Um, uh, number six, let me just double check here. I do not have a copy of my number six, but I put, um, not your kind of people. And the three songs that I picked were automatic system habit control and not your kind of people. Those are good picks um, <laughs> yeah. And I, didn't really know what singles there were, so I did my picks, and then I would <laughs> check to see if like were any of my picks actual singles. And most of the time, at least one or two of the songs were yeah. singles. Well, Automatic System Habit, they actually that was their opener for their set. So, uh. oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I, you you got some good picks on there too. So not now, but time for my number six. Uh, and I for number six. Oh, I need to rearrange this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so my number six was Bleed Like Me, their fourth album. 
Uh, I was actually kind of surprised I ranked this higher than number three because uh, their first three albums were made and, you know, they were all essentially cohesively a band. They actually broke up in the middle of record, or I think they record this, but in the middle of production, they broke up. And then they decided to come back together and finish it. And then I think they did like half a tour before calling it quits. But uh, I was kind of surprised. So the album doesn't sound like something where they're breaking up. It still sounds fairly cohesive. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a 4.0 sound. It still sounds like they're trying to recapture that first album more or less. Um, but it's it's still good. It's still a lot of song highlights. My pick off this one was... Oh, it's all over but the crying. Yeah, that's a great fucking song. I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure this one also has... Uh, let me double check. I oh, I just had it open. Uh, I want to say it's "Sex Is Not the Enemy," which is also another great song from them. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, just some really solid stuff. Uh, I will say the single "Run, Baby, Run." Uh, that one never thrilled me, but the like a lot of the album tracks I actually like more than the singles on, especially these two albums: "Beautiful to Garbage" and "Bleed Like Me." Uh, but yeah, uh, not my favorite album, but it's, it's still good. Uh, and for my number five, I have, yeah, this is probably the one where, where you will definitely disagree. My number five is version 2.0. Uh, as far as Hmm. hits, this thing's just like covered with them. Um, but I feel like. In a lot of ways, it, this is like the first album, but everything's kind of just not quite as good. And, That's and fair. it's worth saying the first album's good enough that not quite as good as the first album is still pretty good. I do enjoy this, and there are some really solid hits on here. Uh, my song pick for this one was Push It. But like uh, a lot of the singles people think of are on this album. It's on this album or the first one are like all the singles people think of for garbage uh and this one's good but i i do definitely prefer the first one (laughs) okay yeah i think our lists might line up a little more than i thought here all right so (laughs) i think my number five yeah which i do not have a copy of and i picked uh bleed like me not too far off (laughs) no Um, and I picked Bad Boyfriend right between the eyes and the title track, Bleed Like Me, as my favorite songs. Again, like, I don't have a lot of, like, context. Like, I mean, I I totally agree that the first two albums have a similar sound. Mm -hmm. And then all of the subsequent albums have... there's differences there. I, yeah. I feel like they do more slow type ballad mm-hmm. songs in a lot of these middle albums, yes. which is really mm-hmm. cool. And I really enjoyed a lot of those type songs. And they, they have a lot of like dark electronica and stuff too, which is really cool. And there wasn't like a ton of that on the first no, album. No. Um, so, um, but yeah, again, like I'm not super familiar with a lot of these, um, but I did want to ask do they have the same lineup on all of these albums? Uh, yes. It's all the same members. Okay, cool. All seven albums. 
And yeah, we'll, we'll nice. get to it. But yeah, obviously, I'm talking about them breaking up, and I was talking about the fourth album, their seven. So uh, we will get to that when we get to the fifth album. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yes, it. So I think you're on. Um, you're number four. Right? No, it's actually your number four. Oh, it's my turn yes. to go. Oh, I. Yeah, we okay. do two and two. So um, that way nobody, nobody's always leading. No man. Okay, so from this point on, I actually have a copy to show. <laughs> so, for number four, I picked um, nope. 2.0. And for this one, I picked, I think I'm Paranoid. That's just kind of like oh, yeah. the highlight song that when people think of garbage, that's usually one of the songs that comes up. Um, Push It. Mm-hmm. Which I think was another single on here, and you look so fine. Oh, which I think might have been the, the closing song. I'm um, pretty sure it was. It was the closing song on the set they did. So, oh, cool. Um, but again, like I heard this when it first came out, and the singles were good, but it didn't really grab me as much as the first one did. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never. Not that I was disinterested in, in listening to Garbage. I think I've heard some of their other songs on the radio, but like I just didn't really dive back into mm-hmm. them until until now. So, Which I'm glad that I did, because there's a lot of good yeah. material. So. No, they're one of those bands I always like, but like until like more recently when I found out they're touring with Tears for Fears, I was like, I should dive more into them, because I, I think I've heard all their albums at some point, but like, let's do more of a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now we are to, uh, my number four. And my number four is I'm looking at the Garbage Discography Complete. Um, (laughs) oh, not your kind of people. Uh, so this is their fifth album done after breaking up. Uh, they were broken up for, I want to say, seven or eight years. And they kind of just came back together. Um, yes, it's been the same four people throughout the whole lineup for the entire band's run. Uh, and they, I think they've pretty much said, yeah, if somebody decides to leave or something, we'll just call it quits. Um, but yeah, this was essentially them coming back. And this is the album. Like, I always kind of felt like, you know, we got version 2.0. And the other ones kind of feel like, like there's differences, but they're trying to recapture. This is the first album where I really felt like they were doing something more like they just want to do. Um, It's not as good as, like, let's say the first one, obviously. But I feel like there's more of an energy like you get in the first one in this one. Um, Like, they're doing what they want to do, but they're also become a bit more experienced musicians. They're a bit more experimental. And this is is just a solid album. Um... Obviously, when we deal with their later stuff, we're going into hits light. But I, I think it, I get the sense also from this one, they're just kind of fine with that. They, they're they just doing what they want at this point, And I respect that. Um, my pick uh, is The Battle In Me for uh, my favorite song on this one. But yeah, this is just a really solid album. And I, I like the energy of it. <laughs> and then... Uh, my number three. My number. And what did I have for number three? Oh, that is that what I did? That's right. So my number three was actually their first one. 
Uh, this was my favorite garbage album for a long time until very recently, pretty much. Um, this is really good. Uh, it feels like fresh. Uh, I know, I think I was reading a little bit up on it yesterday, actually. And Butchvig talked about how, uh, he produced, he produced, he, one of the members of Garbage produced Nevermind, by the way, by Nirvana. Uh, if you, people right. know that. But, uh, he talked about after that, he just was producing all these, like, grunge albums. And it was just, and he enjoyed it. But kind of his idea was like, hey, can we do, like, maybe a grunge band that isn't, like, completely afraid of keyboards? Um, <laughs> it was just. Which, and he, uh, he did some remixes for, um, Depeche Mode yeah. and Nine Inch Nails, which are obviously more keyboard yeah. heavy. Every yeah, groups. and he's yeah. not even a keyboardist himself. Just he, you could tell he like he like guys. We could do a little bit more with this, right? We <laughs> and yeah, I this is just a good album. Uh, it's a it, a lot of their biggest hits. Probably their biggest hits are on here, with maybe an exception or two from version two point This one had is only happy when it rains. Uh, Stupid girl, which was a great live mix at the show. Um, nice. I know there's a lot more hits on here. Uh, Queer was pretty big, I'm pretty sure. Um, and but even looking past the uh, the hits, there are just the the album tracks on here are great. Like stuff like Milk. Milk might have been a single. Now that I think about it, but I'm not sure. But also, uh, let me dig it up here. Yeah, I'm um, on Wikipedia too. Just kind of. Um, that might be faster. Yes, I milk. keep on digging up their stuff in my music selection. Yeah, as heaven is no, part. you are. Oh, go ahead. No, you're right. Everything that you've said was a single. Only happy when it rains. Queer, stupid girl, milk, and Val were the singles. Okay, yeah, I think Val might have been the first one. Um, but yeah, like some of the non-album tracks, not my idea. As heaven is wide, a stroke of luck. These are all really fucking good songs. Um. Yeah, yeah. this is just a really good album, and for years it was my favorite Garbage album. Uh, until last week, it was my number two until the recent re-listen. Uh, so, yeah, it, it might change up, but this is a great album. If you're somewhat interested in Garbage, this is definitely a great starting point. <laughs> Alright, so we are to your number three. Okay. So, for that one, I... Shows no gods, no masters. Nice. Yeah. Which this um, is the record store day version oh, wow. that Brian picked up. Yeah, I wanted to pick that up, but they I were think sold out. Yeah. It's a pink. Oh, nice. You know, <laughs> they have <laughs> garbage. Definitely does not have this pink aesthetic thing going on. No, no. None of their <laughs> none of their albums have the color pink on. No, them never. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the three songs that i chose off of this one and this was really good i was really surprised mm -hmm. by it like this i'm like and i think this is their newest yeah, one so right this was released uh last year i want to say november of last year or something like that so not even a year yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised by this yeah. um so the the ones i picked on here were waiting for god um the city will kill you mm -hmm. and no gods, no masters. The title yeah. track. Uh, I was actually disappointed they didn't do No Gods, No Masters at the show. I assumed they would do that one because that that is a really good one. But 
Like, almost all the songs on this new one were great. I guess I will get to it uh, when I do. But, yeah, uh, it's a really good... New, their new album's great. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of their, their best mm-hmm. albums. All right. And what do you have for number two? Okay. Number... So, number two... Um, I might need to wait for my video to catch up mm. there. <laughs> um... I have beautiful garbage. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like we, we didn't quite line up yeah, on this I one, think but we're, we're um, similar. But there's definitely two albums where we're off on, <laughs> and that's because two of the songs on here were like my two favorite songs out of all of the albums I listened to. But again, I listened to all of these back to back in no particular order. So, but um, I really like this one, and the songs that I picked where can't cry these tears cup of coffee which i think was one of the best songs um in their catalog mm-hmm. i thought very dynamic um and then drive you home was the other one i picked mm. yeah so yeah i i really like this one i know that was a little low on your on your list yeah but that was my number seven that but one, that yeah <laughs> that one kind of stuck out like I said, there's two albums. It seems like I think we're fairly well matched up, but there's definitely two albums where uh, we're very different on. Uh, let's see, that's yeah. your number two. So my number two is... Oh, let's see if I take it up. My number two is No Gods, No Masters, their newest one. Uh, yeah, like, when I heard they had a new album, I was like, okay, let's check this out. I like Garbage. And I was kind of floored by this album like i was like am i enjoying this more than any album i've heard by them before and at the time yes um i loved this uh this sounds exactly like you'd expect garbage to sound but also like not following like any it doesn't feel like they're doing any like preset id like they're not following any formula they're just doing their thing and it 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 sounds great um Honestly, looking over this, it's like The Men Who Rule the World is great. The Creeps are great. Um, Wolves, uh, Godhead, uh, Anonymous X. Uh, let's see. Uh, no Gods, No Masters, This City Will Kill You. Hell, even the bonus tracks on here, like No Horses and Starman. I know those are recorded separately, but pff, great songs. Great songs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I absolutely loved this album. And for a few months though it was my number one until about a week ago uh this it's a great second album (laughs) or number two uh i would say if so we're at your number huh so i think we're at your number one now right number one now so my number one is actually one that has slowly crept up on me every time i listen to it and it is strange little birds um which is the one i put on the bottom of my list for whatever reason (laughs) when i first heard this i enjoyed it but was never like my favorite or anything and you know i i try to do a couple listen throughs every time uh i do i know one of these lists are coming up i do a couple listen throughs and i've listened to it occasionally since then and every time i listen to it i like it a little bit more i like it a little bit more and there's just something sonically I like this about this. I feel like it's a bit more dense than a bit more than a lot of their albums. I feel like uh, 
they're they sometimes go a bit more atmospheric in this one which i really appreciate it's it's just a really fucking good album um and until last week this was my number i want to say it was my number three last week <laughs> uh for what oh yeah so like song highlights uh my pick was blackout because blackout is kind of like like when i'm thinking of atmospheric garbage that's blackout is just so goddamn good um but obviously the big single was well big single they don't really have huge singles anymore but uh i know empty and magnetize were both uh they both had music videos and were singles and those were both very good uh, Amends is a great song. Uh, Nighttime Loneliness is fantastic, even though our love is doomed. Yeah, there's so many great songs on this. And it's just one of those albums that sneaks up. It snuck up on me. It's like every time I listen to it, I just like it more. And I like it more. And I like it more. And yeah, usually I get a little bit like, like if I listen to an album like enough, I'll just get a little bit burnt out. But this one, just every time I listen to it, it's better. It's just, I've, kind of love it <laughs> cool i'll definitely have to give that one another listen yeah it's just it's not snuck up on me uh but we are at your number one now <laughs> um number one is the um the debut garbage the first mm -hmm. one waiting for my video to catch yeah. up well, i'm up holding <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I think my, my connection is a little slow, so I'm seeing like a delay in some of the, the video. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, um, OBS has a delay, too. You can't really wait for it. I'll tell you if there's something up. <laughs> okay. But the final video will be a little bit more... Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't have I'm spruced there, up, I'm no. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I got this one when it first came out. Um, really liked it. It, it was huge. Yeah. It, it's like... I, I feel like all of my friends had a copy of this mm -hmm. at the time. It, it, this was like, what, 95, right, I, on this I one? I want to say something like that. I remember getting a copy used at Hoff as being like, oh, I kind of like garbage. I'll check this out. And yeah, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, 95. God, such a good album. And you're right. If you want to start listening to garbage, this is probably the best place to start. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what songs did I pick for this one? Uh, Super Vixen, the opening song. Um, I think I maybe had heard um, Stupid Girl. I remember when the music video came out on MTV. But, you know, Super Vixen's the first song that I heard and on the album because it's the opening track. And I really liked the lyrics to it. It was kind of like uh, um, a certain attitude yeah. about it that I really liked and I thought the lyrics were really fun and clever. Um, only have only happy when it rains, obviously the, it's one of the classic songs on here. And then the closing song milk, just a very haunting song. Yeah. So <laughs> fun fact, um, I remember in high school, uh, a lot of people were wondering if Shirley Manson was Marilyn Manson's sister. I'm familiar hearing about stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. And then we soon learned that Marilyn Manson's name wasn't really yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, slow it down, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I love every song on here. I, like I said, I've, I've listened to this like a billion times. Mm -hmm. It was like 
in heavy rotation back in the 90s yeah for me. well it's worth noting even though this uh, this album didn't make my number one this is by far the one i've listened to the most i mean just by the virtue of when it came out when i listened to it it's i guess it's inescapable but yeah uh it's a really good album i'm certain it was the first one i uh at ashley had access to listening to and yeah she loved it um, um but you're you're spot on like you know, it definitely had like the alternative grunge thing, but there were some of the the bands too, mm-hmm. like you know, Garbage and Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. that were kind of like trying to incorporate kind of the new wave yeah. of yesteryear, mm-hmm. and you know, bringing in synths yeah. and things like or that. It's... So it, oh. yeah, it, and it worked. It, it was yeah, you know, definitely, definitely a good story. Yeah, it's just, I mean, grunge is so like you know, guitar based. I feel like you know, guitar and drums and it's you know it's grungy but like i feel like the the original idea of like let's add some more sense it's almost contradictory but it works really well a lot of the bands that do it like they do a really good mix um smashing punks is an our great example um they are definitely familiar yeah. with the keyboards of that band <laughs> yeah all right so uh any final thoughts but garbage oh, oh no just a, a great band yeah. and um, I, I thought this was a fun exercise, and I'm glad that I listened to all of these albums, and I'll probably be listening to them again, and I'll probably have a completely different yeah. list. But, um, yeah, no, that great stuff. Yeah. Well, um, will uh, Strange Little Birds continue to rise for me, or will uh, the first one, or No Masters, No Gods retake it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all like consistently yeah. good. Like usually for a band that's been along been around this long, you kind of like expect like dips in quality yeah. and, you know. But no, they these were all consistently good albums and I it wasn't easy putting these in any sort of yeah. order, so. Well, like yeah. Bleed like me, the the album where they're all like like breaking up half the time, it's like you don't hear it. It's still a consistent album. Um it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, are we ready for Tears for Fears, the headliner of the show? <laughs> yes, and I am much more familiar with these albums, uh, so like I actually know what I'm talking about <laughs> with these. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I am more familiar with these albums as well. And let's see. I Do you want to start off this one, or shall I start off? Um, I can go ahead and start this one All off. Right. Um, actually, the, the one that I don't own happens to be the one at the that... bottom of my list. <laughs> Which is, um, I picked Everybody Loves a Happy Ending. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll put the little icon yeah, up there. Yeah, there. <laughs> cool. And I, I think this was, um, this was the reunion album. Yeah. Because um, Kurt Smith had left the band and Roland continued for a couple albums. And then some years later, um, Kurt returned and they did mm-hmm. this. And um, the copy that I got, I got from the library, but I remember looking through the liner notes and it said the end with curtains on the back panel mm-hmm. and like, Oh, well this was their supposed to be their final album, I yeah. guess, but that's since changed. Yeah. I feel like that was <laughs> um, the intent, but they kept on working together after it, this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know like nothing, nothing about this really grabs me. Like I've listened to it a number of times and you know, it's, it's, has like a lot of classic rock influences, mm-hmm. like some of the songs, like I can kind of hear like some Simon and Garfunkel in it and some, you know, sixties rock and 
a little bit of jazz, yeah. you know, which obviously they were pulling from their, their influences mm-hmm. to kind of say, yeah, this is where we came from and we're a full circle kind of thing. And, you know, but again, nothing really grabbed me, but I picked, um, everybody loves a happy ending. The title song, um, lady bird and closest thing to heaven mm-hmm. with the, the songs that I really liked on here. Uh, all right. So, my number seven is everybody loves a happy ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're a hundred percent in sync on this one. This is a fine album. Uh, in fact, I will go ahead and say this: I like Tears for Fears. I like Garbage a lot, but I like Tears for Fears quite a bit more. That being yeah, said, here. I would probably like if I had to pick an album between Beautiful Garbage and Everyone Loves a Happy Ending. I'd probably go for Beautiful Garbage. Um, I I would too. Of all the albums we're talking about today, this this one would probably be at the bottom. I know, of my yes, list. and it's it's not a terrible album. Uh, Who Killed Tangerine was always one a highlight for me. I really like that song. Just I just like how it like changes in the middle. It's just it's a different song. Overall, I like most of these songs. Uh, Call Me Mellow might be the song I dislike in their catalog the most mostly because it kind of sounds like they're trying to go poppier uh rather than just doing their own thing on that one it's a weird song um but this album doesn't feel quite as consistent doesn't feel i don't know it's weird because like they do a lot of things they're used to in this album yeah but nothing like you said nothing stands out as much as you'd like it doesn't like it doesn't have a flow or a theme yeah it It just seems like a a lot of ideas just kind of compiled Mm -hmm. into one thing yeah Um, like secret world is fine that was the one song from this album that they did on the the show um but like i'd probably over that i'd probably like my all right well my favorite was who killed tangerine but i also like the uh opening track everybody loves a happy ending close to thing to heaven i know was their single fun fact that video has britney murphy in it uh a couple years okay. before she died a couple... <laughs> uh but yeah this album it was weird um because like roland and kurt had been apart for like 12 years or so and it, you kind of get the sense, oh, Kurt's coming back, so this will be, like, great. And it's it's not as good as the stuff Roland was doing by himself, to be frank. Um, no, and, and there's nothing on here that, you know, there was a change when Roland kind of went solo with yes, Tears for Fears. Yes. But, but there's nothing on here that even closely resembles, like, the first three um, Tears for Fears albums. Yeah. So... I feel like, you know, maybe people were disappointed that it, it wasn't recapturing like the classic mm-hmm. sound. But, you know, I give them props for trying something yeah. different. And this is very different than everything else in the catalog. Yes, it is. It's just I I just don't feel the songs are as strong. Yeah, no, I, I don't think this is a bad album. But uh, like as far as all 14 albums we're looking at and collectively in this episode, this would be my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, same here. Totally agree. Uh, But that brings me to number six. Uh, number six is one that actually may not be staying there the more I listen to it, because this is literally an album I like the more I listen to it. But upon last listening to it last week, it's still at my number six. But it's a huge step up from number seven, and it is their newest one, Tipping Point. 
there are a couple songs on here that I absolutely love, and they very much channel like classic Tears for Fears, but with a new like edge to it. Uh, what I'm thinking of is primarily the lead single, Tipping Point. Uh, the newest, uh, I don't know if it's a single or a video, but the, the newest video, at least, My Demons. And what was the other one? Um, oh, the next to last song, End of the Night. Um, I love all those songs. Uh, My Demons was probably the best song at the show. The The light show they put on for that is was intense. <laughs> oh, and Ashleen and I have decided... That if my demons doesn't make a Halloween playlist, we're not coming. <laughs> okay, that's noted. But yeah, it's, <laughs> this is very good, and I think probably in a year or two, this is going to be higher on the list. But right now, this is where it sits. Very tentatively. Because okay. <laughs> like, I'm looking at number five, and it's like, yeah, I think I, I still am comfortable with it there, but ooh, it's close. Uh, it's worth noting, all the albums... Like, everybody... Did, Everybody Loves a Happy Ending is definitely the weakest of the bunch. All the other ones I, I like a fair bit more. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, yeah, totally. But where are you at for number six? Uh, number six, I picked... Um, get it out here. Picked uh, Elemental okay. for number six. And yeah, this is the first one after the departure of Kurt Smith. Mm -hmm. And Roland went solo. Yeah. Um, I always felt, you know, after a re-listen, I, I kind of, I like this one more and more every time I listen to it, but I, I've always felt this is kind of an uneven album. Um, there's some really great moments on here, though. Um, Break It Down Again is, I, I would say, is ranks up there with, you know, any of the classic Tears for Fear songs. It's such a great song. Um. The opening track, Elemental, is also really good. And um, Mr. Pessimistic on here, I really, really like that song. And I'm trying to, I have to bring up Wikipedia so I can remember what the singles yeah. were. <laughs> um, we'll break it down again, obviously. That was one of their biggest singles. <laughs> yeah, because I owned a best of first. Yeah, so did before I. I <laughs> yeah, and I remember our best ofs were completely know, different. Mine yeah. had break it, break it Down Again, but yours had... The hurting tracks on it when mine did not and i was kind well, of bummed i about realized that. what was going on was uh my best of was meant to be like a best of volume one it's supposed to be like the collection of roland and kurt stuff and then i think the plan uh -huh. was to do a best of volume two that was just roland stuff which never right. happened <laughs> yeah i don't remember seeing any other best of volumes i've seen like they've done other best ups, different very yeah not not like a volume two not not the best of roland solo <laughs> Yeah, different variations of the same kind of best of. Like, they would add some newer yeah. songs here or there, but fundamentally, they're all kind of like the same collection. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't um, know if we've ever done a best of without uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, that would be a yeah. sin to leave that <laughs> off. Um, so it looks like the singles on that were Break It Down Again, Cold, Good Night Spring, no, Good Night Song, and Elemental. So, yeah, uh, well, um, I know there are videos for Elemental and uh, Cold, so I'm kind of surprised that isn't listed as a single. But it's weird; they sometimes oh. do videos for songs that don't aren't singles. I don't know what makes them choose that. I don't know. When... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
they try to commission it as a single and they'll make a video just to kind of see if it takes yeah. off before they and a company will decide whether or not they want to like release the the track um okay so my at, at number five or is it is it your go wait you led yeah uh oh yeah it'd be your number five right yeah. okay i think um yeah i think that sounds okay. right so for number five, I picked uh, Raul and the Kings of Spain, Raul, which was the album <laughs> Raul, which was right after um, Elemental. Um, this is the second um, album where Roland was kind of solo. This one really grows on me the more and more that I listen to it. Um, it has a very consistent style and a consistent theme. Um, I remember the first track that I heard off of this was the single God's Mistake. I actually found a promo at... Um, a pawn shop many years ago, but I don't have that anymore. But I always thought that was a weak track. But um, when I finally got around to picking up the CD, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on here. Um, and the tracks I picked were Falling Down, which I think was one of the singles, um, Sketches of Pain, which is a phenomenal song, and then the track called Sorry, which has kind of like this, you know, mm-hmm. very cool juxtaposition of like some. Right. Kind of more rock minor than majors go with that one, but yeah, yeah, and that and sorry also brings back some of those kind of like uh, like keyboard type sounds that they're pretty known for in the, the first few albums. So, but yeah, um, that is my number five. Okay. Now we're definitely to me, so this is going to be my number five. Uh, my number five is the Seeds of Love. Uh, Kurt's last album before he left and rejoined their third one. <laughs> uh, right. This is, uh, overall, I really like this album. Uh, it's not all the songs are my favorites on here, but like the good ones are so goddamn good. Uh, I picked the singles are yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I picked Sowing the yeah. Seeds of Love as my track pick. Uh, but I know there's lots of great ones on here. Uh, overall, I like this one quite a bit. There's actually some great, um, I want to say like B-sides and uh, leftover tracks that, um, from this one in particular, uh, Tears Roll Down is, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it, it's a rarity from this album that didn't quite make the album. And I think there's a couple different versions of that song too, because I think the B-side version is m- kind of different than the the one that appears on the compilation. Yeah, the there's the uh, the one on here is instrumental, which is great, and then the the compilation version is essentially that, but with the lyrics, and that that works great too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they're both very different songs, even though essentially musically they're pretty much the same, but like they both work really well. Just going for different things um let's see uh uh but yeah they you, there's definitely more of a jazz influence in this one probably a bit more than probably their other ones probably probably for jazz yeah influence, it's probably like between this everyone loves a happy ending and uh songs from the big chair and um i i know i'll probably address it a little more but like the singles are phenomenal yeah, on this, one. On this. Yeah. and uh, mm. 
And then when I first listened to the the album, I was kind of off put by it because I was kind of expecting kind of more in line with the singles off of this. And this was a huge change. Yeah, sonically from like the first sonically from the first couple albums, like, you know, they're kind of like the dark synth pop from the first two albums are just not to be found here at all. But the. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, like, the singles on this sound like stuff from the first two albums. The album yes. tracks are much jazzier. Um, they are actually very good. I actually like almost all the album tracks on here. Um, yeah, fact, me too. I, I like it just took all. a while yeah. to... It just took a while to grow on yeah, me, that's it's all. It's not but, Tears for Fears yeah. as you've heard them before, really. If, if you're just familiar with the first two, the, the album tracks on here will throw you for a loop. But they are very good still. They are... Yes, agreed. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. And then number four is something that's already been just talked about on here. Elemental. This is Roland's first album without uh, Kurt. I do think it's interesting we have the album cover with just essentially Roland by himself looking down. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be him, like, you know, missing his friend or anything, but... <laughs> yeah this is his first essentially solo album under the name tears for fears um i actually thought it was interesting you said this one is inconsistent because one thing i always found about this one was that i found all the songs all this i want to stress all the songs on here i think are actually pretty fucking good but there's a there's, yeah to me there's almost a sameness to a lot of these songs they're well and i feel like break it down again is like you know it's like grade a but everything oh, yeah. else on the, the album seems like grade B. If that's Maybe. fair. I don't know. I, I think I have a different feeling towards this one than you do. Uh, I do think there's great Tears for Fear stuff on here. But, um, yeah, I do feel like the album, like, I feel like if you played this album on random, you would get the same effect as listening to it in track order. <laughs> oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, no, there's the, yeah, the tracks... There's no like evolution. Yeah, you, you the, the like, album isn't an experience. It feels like a collection of singles, even though they're not all singles. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Raul was a a much better consistency of of flow and and theme for oh, sure yeah. than this we one. Definitely get yeah. to Raul because uh, that's a personal album for me. But yes, uh, uh, Elemental is my number four. Uh, I think. I, I do want to stress, even though Kurt's not there, I do think for, like, Roland going out on his own for the first time, I think this is good. This is uh, this does show that Tears for Fears can't continue without Kurt. Maybe it's not going to be the best incarnation, but it is still a very good incarnation. Um, I'd be yeah. having more albums with just Roland. Um, I'm glad Kurt's back, but I'm cool either way, kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, for... For just rolling, they're actually really good, mm-hmm. really good albums. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so we are at year number four now. Um, my number four, I picked uh, the tipping point, which I was pleasantly surprised about mm-hmm. this. Um, because when I first put this on and I heard the opening track, "No Small Thing," I was like, "Okay, here we go. This is going to be another." Yeah. Um, happy ending type album but as it went along it's like all the other songs on here are great um and i actually had a hard time choosing some songs on here and this is another album where 
the songs are completely different from each other. There's a lot of different styles, but they work and the flow is really good. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, my demons is just a phenomenal Mm -hmm. song. I keep using that word phenomenal. That just kind of, that shows how much I love this band. Well, it sums up Um, a lot of their stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. What, what other songs did I pick up for this one? Uh, rivers of mercy. Oh, it's a good pick. Very good song. And then Master Plan, I thought, was an excellent track. Mm-hmm. And I will say I got a little bummed that, like, uh, I bought this when it first came out, and then there was a Target edition a little later that has, like, a bonus 7-inch with more songs on it. And I'm like, damn it, I already bought yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> that there's bonus songs. I was like, there's bonus songs? What the fuck? I didn't get those. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I'm not. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm just like, I'm not really in the business of rebuying albums anymore. But yeah, no, I do think this one will grow on me. I think if we do this again, uh, this one will be quite a bit. Well, I don't know if it'll be quite a bit higher, but I think it will be higher. We will have to see, though. It's tough to judge, but every time I listen to it, I like it more. Yeah. Like, no. So- yeah, I've. I've... I felt. I felt the same way as you did when I first heard No Small Thing, which is the opening track on here. It was our second single. I remember putting on the video because I love the tipping point single. Then I put in the the No Small Thing single, and I'm like, eh. But I do have to say that song grows on you. Um, And I do think it works really well for the intro to the album. Because it it almost feels like a transition from Everyone Loves a Happy Ending to what this album is. It feels like a middle ground song. And it works really well in that position. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Um, But yeah, this is just one of those, like... It's like, okay, there's a new Tears for Fears album. It's been a number yeah. of years. A couple. <laughs> and like, yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh, wow. You know, I was just, it was way better than I expected mm-hmm. it to be, especially coming off of the, the previous yeah. record. Well, so. I, I had high hopes with uh, the Tipping Point single because that, that intro single, I loved t- the Tipping Point song. I thought that was a great song. Um, And yeah. Yeah, I know it is a great song. And... Where are we at now? Uh, 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 number three. Okay. Is it still to you? I'm losing track. I think okay. so. Because, yeah, I, I think I okay. let off with four. Um, so number three, I picked The Seeds of Love. And this one I was really excited because um, I've owned the uh, the first two albums you know, on vinyl, I've had those for ages. And this one was always a little harder to find because I think this was 91. I thought it was 89. Is it 91? Mm. Uh, I remember it came out. No, you're right. I think it is 89. Yeah, 89. Yeah, no, you're right. But that was when it was a little harder to find some of like the, the late 80s, early 90s records. And getting a secondhand copy was very expensive, and they just reissued this recently. So I'm like, yay, I can get this on vinyl now. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. Now, if only they could release uh, Elemental and Kings of Spain on vinyl, that would be awesome. Those ones aren't vinyl? I didn't realize that. um, Elemental is, but it's imported only, and it's really hard to find. And I don't think Rail ever, or Kings of Spain ever got a vinyl release. That's disappointing. I will say it does feel like. It feels like when you uh, just like, especially live, I noticed this. It feels like those two albums are kind of like uh, 
probably because it's rolling by himself there. I'm trying to think the Odd Duck albums. Um, Break It Down Again was the only single or the only song they did off those two albums. And I think, yeah, I not. It's probably the most well-known song. Yeah, I think it's of, it's so popular that it would be tough for them not to do it if they do a long enough set. Um, that being said, there are some gems on those two albums. I, I feel kind of, it's a little sad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That they, it, it seems like they hold it in disregard and I hope they don't. Because uh, Roland did a good job with those albums. Roland. No, he did, and I think they're just kind of lesser known. Yeah. So, and definitely, definitely underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I think we've talked about the style of this album. Yeah. Um, but the songs that I picked were actually the three singles because oh. they're they're good singles. Phenomenal. There I go again. Phenomenal. Mm. In one of my all-time favorite songs is from Tears of Fears is uh, Woman in Chains. Mm-hmm. And that's my absolute favorite song on here. Um, but the other two are Advice for the Young at Heart and Seeds of Love, the singles. Yeah. <laughs> they're just so they're mm-hmm. just so good. But um, but yeah, the other tracks have definitely grown on me over the years. Like Bad Man's Song is a very cool track. They did that one too. Um, oh, did they play yeah, that? They did Bad Man's nice. song. I was like, oh. That's interesting. I didn't expect that. Cool. I, mean, <laughs> I guess Year of the Knife would be a, a deeper cut. Yeah, that they, they did, did there not with, do that with one. Knife. That is a good one. Is... And I think that was like a minor single on some territories. Oh, really? I think. I did not know that. I'm... I think so. Um, I think. Let me look it up real quick. Do-do-do-do-do. No, I, I was wrong. It was Famous Last Words. Uh, so okay. Well, Famous Last Words is a great closing song, too. Um, yeah. Uh, and it would be remiss of the Genesis fan in me not to mention how uh, the, uh, the the not drum machine part of Woman in Chains is performed by Phil Collins. <laughs> really? Yes. In, the, in the How, studio how did I not? The... How did I not know yeah. that? Eh. Let me. Not that I don't believe you, but I am fact checking <laughs> that. You're absolutely yeah. right. Damn, how did I not know no, that? No, he was busy in the <laughs> 80s. He was all over the place in the 80s. You know? <laughs> but oh, God, I love love that yeah, song so much. It's a good one. Um, they did that one, yeah. too. <laughs> Obviously, Phil didn't play drums on the live version. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. So we're to my number three, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. So I did, El- was Elemental the last one I brought up? It has to be. Helps when I look at the yeah, list. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> Okay, my number three. Uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty now. Uh, I know. My number three is their debut album, The Hurting. This is such a good debut album. Um, it's different than a lot yeah. of their other stuff. This feels like more gothic synth than a lot of their stuff. It's it's darker, yep. but it's so goddamn good. Um, like uh, I'm trying to think. I, I'm kind of cool with most any song off this album, to be perfectly honest. I picked Watch Me Bleed as my favorite track. But, like, Suffer the Children. Um, what are the singles on here? Obviously, we get Mad World, which is probably better known for the cover version. Um, but the, the original version is fantastic as well. Um, I love for the live show, they brought back... Like, uh, if you watch... If you listen to the live album done for Everybody Loves a Happy Ending... The cover, the version of Mad World they do, 
is t sonically a bit more like the cover. Oh, interesting. But for this latest show I just went to, they 100% did their version of Mad World, and it was great. <laughs> I think I prefer the original I do too. version of like, Mad, Mad World. I like um, that cover is really good, but I I like the original. I like the original. <laughs> I know there's sometimes where there's there's iconic covers that come out a little later, but when you've spent like much of your youth growing up with a, a particular song, you know, it's, you know, it, it almost feels like people just don't even acknowledge the original track with some of these yeah. popular covers. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, this is cool, too. This is where it mm -hmm. started, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I just brought up the track list on here and it's weird, like. We have Change and Pale Shelter and Mad World, and those are definitely the big singles. But, like, all the other songs are songs that, like, I, I look at the title, and it's like, I know that song. And yeah, the Memories Fade is fantastic. The Hurting, the opening track, fantastic. Um, Start the I think there's only one. Closer. Um, it's so good. Mm. Yeah, and I, there, I think there's only, like, one weak track on here. Like, Ideas as Opiates is just kind of like this minimal weird song but it's not a bad no, song no, like you like yeah it's definitely minimal but like i wouldn't yeah i would i still really like it um yeah yeah this is just like for a debut album this is great i don't know if i don't know if i'd recommend this as like like if you want to get into tears for fears it's a good intro album but it would definitely be one to listen to early on um yeah i would say um definitely as your second or third album yeah. to for to listen to. Yeah. This isn't a hundred percent the direction they go to. This album's darker than I think any of their yeah. other albums. But it's good. Like they they carry the darkness well. Um so yeah, it's it's a good one. I love the hurting. I'm... Same here. And number two is actually much more a personal pick for me, because I don't think sonically it is as good as most of the stuff I've even talked about. But my personal pick is Raul and the Kings of Spain. So, I'm divorced. I get a whole bunch of CDs from the library because I'm looking for a job. I'm just trying to pick up my life. One of the CDs, the only Tears for Fears album they have, and I was like, oh, I should look into Tears for Fears. I kind of like them. The only Tears for Fears album they have is Raul and the Kings of Spain. And yeah, that album... I, it's part of what helped me through my divorce. I loved it. Um, it's only like later, but made sense that I learned that, yeah, it was written about a divorce. It was written about the divorce of his parents. And hmm. that's why sonically it kind of flows together more than like elemental. Cause there's, he doesn't call it a concept album, but he says there's very much a theme to this album. It's, it's divorce. And yeah, I, it's just like when I listened to it, going through that period of my life, it just, it hit me and I do not think artistically this is their best. There's some stuff like lyrically. I feel like it gets a little cliche sometimes, which kind of bugs me, <coughs> but it is tough for me not to uh, just love this album. It just got me at a point in my life and it became one of my all time favorite albums. So I love yeah, this. It's one. a good album. Um, I don't. Yeah. And it's one that, that kind of grows on me every time I listen yeah, to it. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I picked the the title track, Raul and the Kings of Spain, is my favorite. Um, Humdrum and Humble is good. Sorry is good. Um, 
I could probably name most of the songs on here. And this one also has the obscure uh, live track. Their cover, or his, I should say his cover is of Creep, uh, which is fun. I was kind of hoping they would do that to close out the, the show this time, but they didn't. <laughs> is it the Radiohead song, yeah, I'm guessing? Yeah, Radiohead song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Roland does his version of it, and it's pretty good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I know... That's one of the bonus tracks, but I haven't gotten into those quite There's yet. There's a couple, like, uh, I want to say The Madness of Roland's a really good bonus track. Um, I guess that doesn't count towards the album, but this one has some good bonus tracks on it. Uh, but yeah, I know artistically this isn't their best, but, like, just emotionally, I have a connection to this one that I don't think I'm ever going to shake, ever. <laughs> it's it's so. all, it, it brings it to number two for me. <laughs> cool. Well, it's a good yeah. one, so... Cool. And um, I believe we're at your number two. Number two. And I'm, I'm pretty sure what it at is. My list here. You might throw throw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> Again, whenever we do these, it's like oh, process of elimination. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you're a fan and you've been paying attention, you know where we're kind of at with this. So, um, my number two is the hurting. Ooh, I <laughs> yeah. Um, for the longest time, I only ever owned the best of, which as mentioned previously, was very different from Bob's yeah. best of, I remember we, we made copies of our yeah. best ofs for each other. So we, it, it was weird too. Cause like, um, like yours had songs that mine mm-hmm. didn't. And then some of the versions of some of the songs were different yeah, between the yeah. two. Like mine had like ed- edits and remixes and things like that. And yours had different edits and mm-hmm. remixes. So but I really liked, you know, these tracks off of that best of. So for many years, um, I hunted down a CD of this and I only had the best of and then the hurting for several years. Um, but yeah, no, like you said, Bob, you pretty much summed it up. It's it's kind of kind of dark synth, kind of has like a goth kind of feel to it. Um, maybe a little Depeche Mode-esque at times. I, I definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Like I first got into Tears for Fears. Um, uh, I'll, I'll save that for for the next album yeah. because it, it relates more to that one than it does this well, one. But yeah. um, well, I wonder what the number one will be for both of I, us. I wonder what that There's is. There's definitely not an yeah. album neither of us have talked about yet. <laughs> no. But number two is the hurting. Just you know, just a great album. One of those debuts, too, where not every band has, like, a very, you know, knockout debut. Uh, Both Garbage and Tears for Fears had a knockout debut. Yes, they did. Uh, What's some of your favorite tracks on there? Oh, um, yeah, I guess I should talk about those, huh? Um, (laughs) Mad World, obviously. Pale Shelter, obviously. And then the the closing track, Start at the Breakdown, are my favorite tracks. Um, Yep. My God, I feel like maybe I should layer up both of our picks here because, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're both at the same point right now. Um, so my Is number it my one, go or your go? I don't know if it oh, it's your go. My okay. One, and I actually do. I have this guy uh, vinyl I got for this one. Uh, it's a little album called Songs from the Big Chair. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. You probably haven't heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah, a no. very obscure album by them. Uh, nobody's really <laughs> like everybody wants to rule the world. What song is that? I don't think anybody's uh, heard of that song. 
Uh, especially, yeah, it's, it's a deep cut. Especially <laughs> if you've seen any movie in the <laughs> 80s, you've never heard that song. <laughs> no, this is... Uh, you could even joke and call this their greatest hits and not be 100% wrong. Although, the al- I think that does shortchange the album tracks because uh, the album tracks on here are good. That being said, there's not a whole lot of album tracks that weren't singles on here. Um, yeah, I think there was only a, a few. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, were... like, Working Hour and listen broken and, listen. and broken yeah. kind of goes with a head oh yeah i guess the broken that goes before head over heels but like yeah there's a broken that goes with head over heels so <laughs> which you could technically argue that like some of the um versions that you know were released on the 12 inch and some radio versions have elements of broken yes. in it so yeah broke so it's like you can argue it's just kind of part of that track yeah. But uh, this is definitely uh, their jazziest album to this date. Now, they got jazzier with uh, Seeds of Love, obviously. I believe that's probably their jazziest album. But this one, like, especially if, like, Listen, uh, Listen got kind of jazzy and almost kind of new agey. Uh, Listen's one of those songs I just mm-hmm. really love. It's just one of the few album tracks on here that wasn't a single, but it's very, like, peaceful. I just, I love it. Like, if you ever just want to, like, calm down, listen to it listen <laughs> listen to yeah. listen yeah uh but yeah uh <laughs> for the best my favorite track it's head over heels i've always loved the song head over heels um it's yep. so goddamn good but like everybody wants to rule the world shout i believe mother's talk i don't even know what to say about those that hasn't been said before they're amazing um but yeah songs from the big chair uh, not exactly a controversial choice for Best Tears for Fears album, but there's a reason for that, because it's just so goddamn good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's your number one, George? One... <laughs> well, this, you know, this little independent album that you've probably never heard of yeah. before. <laughs> Songs from the Big Chair. Um, uh, the, the first song that I ever remember hearing by them was mm-hmm. shout and i was at a friend's house um in high school and his mom was blasting shout and i'm like oh this kind of sounds like depeche mode a little bit this is really really cool what is this he's like oh it's tears for fears and i've always heard of tears for fears um then i got the best of and of course like oh yeah i know some of these mm-hmm. other songs <laughs> so and that's what kind of took me down the rabbit hole um but yeah it's like God, every song on here yeah, was a... Yeah, I'm looking at going, what isn't uh, a hit? <laughs> uh, yeah, Listen and um, The Working Hour are probably the only tracks on here that were not singles, which um, Working Hour is one of my all-time favorite songs yeah. by them, too. So um, as my choices, uh, my pick, Shout, um, The Working Hour... And head over heels. Now, like I know, like everybody wants to rule the world should probably be in that top three, but you know, every song on here is a banger. I, I mean, it's it's just from start to finish, it's mm-hmm. a plus. It's just one of those albums where it's just like, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a big album for yeah. a reason. You know, like all the <laughs> yeah. singles are great, but like the album tracks are like just as good. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this was like, this is probably them coming into their yeah. own too. As you know, the the hurting kind of feels like it may have been like a foot in the door. They're kind of doing what was popular with like the synth mm-hmm. pop, you know, the kind of like the 
goth era was kind of popular there in the like early to mid eighties. But here when, you know, you're right, definitely some jazzier new age influences here too, but it's, I really liked what they did. Like it's like a completely different side of synth pop that you never heard before. And like, I don't think anyone else has done anything like that. Cause when you listen to some of these songs, like everybody wants to rule the world and shout, they have so many movements and like, you know, there's not a ton of like repetition in the instrumentation, at least like shout is a repetitive song, but you can hear like the building throughout the track. And there's like three or four different solos with different instruments and things. It's just a lot of like progressive rock in here too. I, I would say, Well, I believe, I don't know if this was the only album they did like, so, like, the band is pretty much Curtin Roland. Everybody admits that. Um, but, like, here they, they brought on a, uh, I want to say a drummer and someone else. I'm looking, oh, yeah. Uh, they have a drummer and a keyboardist listed separate, uh, listed along with the band. Ian Stanley and Manny Ellis. Um, now, eventually, it would just become Roland and Kurt. They would just bring in session musicians. But yeah, that this is them experimenting with actually being like a full band, um, mm-hmm. and let's uh, and that, it looks like Stanley contributed. A, Stanley and Ellis or Elias, Manny Elias, contributed a fair bit to the songwriting here too as well. It's it's actually mostly Roland, but yeah, no, that, that I think it's interesting that they brought them on as full time members. Just I guess to kind of see to experiment with the band. Um, I'm not 100% sure what they brought, but, like, it's such a good album, so I, I have to wonder. But, like, Roland and Kurt are good as well, so... <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It, it just... It makes you wonder. No, you're I mean, right. Like, it... Yeah, it sounds like a band yeah. playing. Like, it definitely... It still has all of those, like, electronic elements from the first album, but it definitely... They're more fleshed out, and the songs have, like, more progression to them, and... Well, yeah. uh, going into their origin a little bit, they talk about how uh, the the band just started because Roland and Kurt were hanging out in the garage and they had like some synths and a drum machine and they were just playing around and seeing what they could create. And that was the origin of Tears for Fears. And this might be the first time where they're actually bringing on like, you know, more serious musicians kind of just to flush out the sound. And it it really works. It really Yeah. And they kind of developed their own oh, yeah. sound with this oh, yeah. album, too. You know, like I said, there's not like a ton from that era that sounds like this. Like, even if, you know, maybe some of like the keyboard mm-hmm. sounds sound a little mm-hmm. dated, you know, it for the time, it was, you know, something that no one had mm-hmm. done before. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you already brought up how the hurting you, you brought up Depeche Mode. And yeah, it does sound like a Depeche Mode album to me, too. Not 100 percent. It's yeah. not the same. But like, it, I feel Depeche Mode inspired with that one. Um this right. It, no, it was just kind of in line. No. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that was quite a twist for uh, the final album. Uh, but you know what? Uh, George is going to sit out for a little bit while I cut in uh, myself and my daughter talking about our concert experience and show some clips from the concert. Hey, here with my eldest. Say hello, Ashley. Hi. Hey, we are, uh, we're about ready to start Tears for Fears and Garbage. Um, I just want to point out how, uh, I'm kind of impressed by this venue. Like, we're, we're just sitting in the lawn so we can record this with minimal, uh, audio interference. But, like, even from the lawn, like, 
there is a totally decent view of the stage. Lawn seats are totally decent. Um, and we, we're actually sitting a little ways in there, so we're doing all right. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to record like our thoughts going into a show. Uh, garbage starts at 7.30, it's around 7 right now. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> um, so, it's big, and we can, we can sit down, and I appreciate mm. that. Um, it's, it's, it's really hot outside. Oh yeah, apparently I, I also put them on the spot. Um, yeah, uh, it is very hot outside. The getting onto the cover will be nice. But I, I just thought this was a really nice uh, venue. We're at Nobleville, Indiana, the Ruoff Center. Parking's kind of weird. I'm used to venues having like uh, street parking because it's usually somewhat downtown area. Not here. Um, so we're going to figure out the parking situation, it seems like, when we leave. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, good venue. Um, I am looking forward to the show. I'm a big fan of garbage. Uh, Tears for Fears is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I'm trying to think of songs I'd like to hear. We'll have to see. Uh, I'd love it if like Garbage played Amends, but I don't think they're going to play that. Uh, popular songs that I think they have a chance of playing. Well, most anything off the new album. No Gods, No Masters was great. Um, yeah, that'd probably be the one I'd be most excited to hear, because the new album was really good. And uh, as for Tears for Fears, God, I mean, I assume we're going to hear the, kind of the classics, which would be like Shout, um, Everyone Wants to Rule the World, uh, Head Over Heels, the, uh, some of the stuff off the new album. I'd love it if they played My Demons, uh, and I think Tipping Point's definitely going to be in the set. But yeah, the, the, this should be a fun show. Um, as far as like obscure songs from Tears for Fears, I'd love it if they played, but they didn't. Probably like Tears Roll Down or something like that would be awesome, but yeah, they aren't going to do that. Some of the Seeds of Love would be fun. They, there's a decent chance of that one. Uh, any songs you'd like to hear, Ashley? Um, well, pretty much what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, well, we'll also give you our thoughts afterwards.
We just got out Tears for Fears with garbage opening. Um, God, does lighting make my eyes look weird? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think either of our eyes look very great currently. Just I think I look great. I'm looking great right now. Well, I think that we should just let nature do its thing. We can't really set up a studio in here. <laughs> this is me making a normal face, by the way. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, weird lighting. But we just got out Tears for Fears uh, with garbage opening. Uh... I loved it. Tears for Fears killed it. Uh, Garbage as the opening act was uh, really, they were great. Um, what I what, what I really took away from the Garbage Act, something I, that shocked me, I want to say it was Stupid Girl and uh, what was the other one? I think there was one immediately after Stupid Girl. I don't remember. Do you remember what they did after Stupid Girl? Um, no, I was going to ask if you could uh, tell me how it went but wouldn't that is that like a copyright problem no no i mean we're, we're actually doing a review of it which would qualify under fair use fair use <laughs> yes no we could we could talk we could talk freely about it um i don't i don't mean like i meant like could you sing a little bit of it to me because then i could pick up on it what yeah you stupid girl no no i know stupid girl the oh. one after it the no that's the thing I, I don't remember it you just remember that it was good. Yes. Well, I remember the stupid girl and the one after it, and then Cherry Lips. All the, the the mix they did for this live version was way different than the album versions, and I really like the live mix. Um, I don't know if Garbage has done a live album, but they really fucking should. Um, especially Cherry Lips. Cherry Lips might have been one of my favorite songs of the show that they did uh, opening for Tears for Fears tonight, and that is not one of my favorite songs at all. Um, it's fine, but like as far as like. Uh, like their studio cuts, it's it's fine, uh, especially for their singles. It's not one of their better ones, in my opinion. But like that was a good live. Um, what were some of your favorite ones they did? Um, well, I I liked Queer. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Mm. Uh, my my brain is 
empty. Yes. Yeah, they didn't do empty. I, I was actually kind of expecting them to do empty. Wait. Um, I... Yeah, they actually do have a song called Empty. It was off a, not their last album, but the that. album before last. Uh, that's a good one, like Empty and Magnetized. Strange Little Birds is a really good one. Uh, I really check like it out. Magnetized. I'm trying to think. Did they do anything off Strange Little Birds? They may not have. I don't think they did. They did do World Is Not Enough. I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, they, they dropped it in there. I was like, oh, my God, they're doing the James Bond song. Cool. Um, the only thing I would say I was disappointed with is they did not do No Masters, No Gods, which really surprised me. I think they did The Creeps, though, which I believe is just an album track. Uh, they did The Men That Rule the World off a new one as well. I, I believe that was the second one. You know, and it's going to be weird having me, like, having trouble remembering because, like, if you're watching this on the podcast, like, I will have just done, like, the montage of all the songs they did. So you're going to be like, well, they did this. Don't you remember? Listen, man, for me, it was like a couple hours ago. For you, it was like 10 minutes ago. Give me a break. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were really good. They, they were a great opening act. I was disappointed when they were done. I was hoping they'd do a bit more. They did like pretty much exactly an hour. They were great. But yeah, um, I, I, my, my biggest complaint for Garbage is I, I would want more. But, like, if it's a good show, that's my general complaint. More! More! <laughs> they did a cover of Wicked Ways. Yes! And in between, uh, they did an interlude of Personal Jesus, which was awesome. Yes. Uh, and I dedicated to Andy Fletcher. If you don't know, he's the member of Depeche Mode that died fairly recently. Super disappointing. Um, Depeche Mode's been one of those bands I've been really wanting to go see live, and I haven't seen them yet. And I hope... I mean... I hope it doesn't end the band. <laughs> I'll be blunt. I it's super sad that he's gone though. Um, but I love that Garbage did that. I was not expecting him just drop in personal Jesus in the middle of uh, one of their songs, but they did, and they did it pretty seamlessly. Uh, yeah, they were great. I loved it. Hey, do you have any final thoughts on Garbage before we move on? I mean, look, at, we're we're in the parking spot, and uh, is is completely wrecked right now. So, like, we will be in no rush. We can talk about this for a while. <laughs> I'll just be like collecting my thoughts like silently for an hour, and then later I'll be like, you know what I really liked mm. about that garbage opening? Yeah, we'll be like pretty much done with tears for tears. We'll be like, oh, you know that garbage song I liked, <laughs> which is fine. You can jump around. It, it's going into a podcast. Oh, Podcasts yeah. are known for being a bit sporadic. Oh yeah, I um. I liked I'm Only Happy When It Rains. I oh, yeah. That was very they did pretty. a kind of a remix of that one, too. Yeah, it was, it was nice. I noticed someone wasn't singing along. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, am I in trouble? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I sang along a little bit, and then you gave me an evil look, and then I was like, what? Am I not I supposed did, to I sing did, along? I, did, I didn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear you, so I thought that you weren't. <laughs> I try, I, I usually fail, but I try to do like this concert voice thing where I try not to have my voice overpower like the show. And maybe, maybe when, uh, I don't when think it's... you can do that though. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have that power to interrupt, mm. to interrupt her with her mic on. I don't well, think no, we're not going to interrupt sir. it for the whole show, but I don't want to interrupt it for the people around us. Does that make sense? Okay. So in you our don't immediate wanna, vicinity. You don't want to be doing your, your great belting voice. Yeah. Your I'm only happy when it rains. <laughs> I'm only happy when it rains. Yeah, you know, she's going to show off here. <laughs> <laughs> Enough out of you. Tell us in the comment who sang it better. It was me. It was me. Um, Good job. Yeah. 
Depeche Mode. Oh god. Tears for Fears. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. The band we all came to see. Tears Depeche for Fears Mode. was Yeah. God, I hope I hope we do get to see Depeche Mode at some point. That but Tears for cool. Fears. Uh I was really happy that Roland essentially said, Yeah, we're not done. Um, so we will get more chance to see him because this show was great. Oh yes, that was very, very I, good. Yeah, I I was happy when he was like, Yeah, we're not done yet, guys. Don't worry. We're not done. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, Tears for Fears was really good. They they obviously had the whole light show get up for them. Um, what was your favorite song they did? Probably My Demons. My Yeah, My Demons had, pro like, the lights went on uh, overdrive for My Demons. Yeah, and you got, like, all of, like, the stuff in the back. And yeah, was, they played the music video in the center, and then it was, like, intense light show. Like, and I think I record the most from My Demons, so, like, you'll see a clip of My Demons probably already. But yeah, that was such a good performance. I hope that becomes like a live staple for them. I don't think it's going to be a huge hit for them because they don't really get huge hits anymore. But I hope that becomes like a live staple. And I mean just the song itself, like the way it sounds, it just sounds yeah. colorful. No, you know what I mean? Well, it's a... A lot of their songs sound that way. Yeah. Sort of vibrant. Well, one thing I sense. will say about My Demons is it sounds like, especially the beginning, sounds like a Halloween song. And I, oh, yes, I love great. it. Oh, yes, it's great. It's amazing. The do, 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 do. It's such a Halloween beat, and I uh, love it. Um, I love those Halloweenish, you know, villainish chords and beats and yeah. stuff. They're yeah. fabulous. I'm, I'm going to tell George if uh, next Halloween party, if My Demons isn't on the playlist, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna lay down the line. You, no. <laughs> you just sneak a look at the playlist and you're like, actually, we're leaving. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Well, actually, I'm kind of busy. But you already drove up here. Yeah, but we're busy and you're not playing my song. <laughs> no, My Demons was great. Um, obviously, they did the... I, I always thought of them as like the three big songs. Uh, it's all off the same album, but I always thought of it as they're, they're like classic like trio and it's Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Head over heels and shout, and they did do all those. Shout was the the set closer, yes. or I, maybe I should say the encore closer. Because yes. uh, what was the set closer? I don't know. It's on set list FM. Uh, it'll be posted. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it'll be there eventually. Yeah. Yes. No, I was shocked when I looked up the garbage on set list FM. They had already posted it like at like eight thirty. Somebody oh. had already updated it. As soon as the show ended, it was like, oh, damn, wow. somebody's on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh, maybe I'll poke around, see, see, holy crap. I might actually edit it because uh, they didn't put in Personal Jesus. I was like, Personal Jesus interlude, hello. <laughs> they totally personal did that. Personal Jesus was amazing. <laughs> yes, they did a great job. I liked Personal Jesus. Mm -hmm. I know as soon as it started, I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing it. <laughs> no, when it started, I was like, that sounds like Depeche. Yeah, that's Depeche mode. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, everybody like uh, everybody that once ruled the world was the the closer for like their opening set, which that's a good like uh, for for your opening set. That's a good song to end on because that's that's a classic. That is like their that might like of the trio I mentioned. That's like the classic one. Huh. Um, but I want to say I I'm trying to think if there's any really big hits they missed because they did they did Pale Shelter. They did, uh, did they do change? Yes, they did change in the yes. in the encore. So they did change. Uh, Mad World. I want to bring up Mad World. Oh, yeah, they did Mad But more importantly, I, I have the live album for, I want to say, the 2004 Everyone... Ah, I'm brain farting on the album title. Everyone Deserves a Happy Ending. 
for that tour, they did like a slower version of Mad World that actually sounds kind of like the cover. Oh, okay. And on this tour, they do their version. They do not do like a slower version or a remix version or anything. This is definitively their Mad World. Awesome. <laughs> it was so fun and so sad. I had a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's had, such a contrast. The, the dissonance is incredible. They're so happy singing about the dreams where they're dying. <laughs> they're literally happy about it. I, it's great. Um, yeah, God, Tears for Fears were so good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, as far as the hit songs, they did Break It Down Again. Break It Down Again, I think, was the only song for the, the era where... Uh, Kurt left the band, Kurt Smith. Because those two guys, uh, Roland Orbisol, I'm probably murdering his last name. I always see it spelled, but I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Roland and Kurt, Kurt Smith, his last name's easy. It's fine. Um, they said they wanted to be on, on first name basis. Yeah. Even though I'm certain they didn't hear either of our names, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I didn't even yell my name. It's like, you're not going to hear crap. <laughs> I did, but I like knew with confidence that they weren't going to hear that. Yeah. They weren't going to be like, oh my goodness, is that an Ashley? Oh, uh, Ashleen's are popular tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... Uh, yeah, uh, where were we at? We were at, uh... We were just talking about Mad World, I want to say. Mad World? I thought we'd moved on from Mad World. I think we were, like, starting to move on. Oh, we were yeah. talking about the people's names. That's right, we we got on to break it down again, because that's the one song from the air, because there was two albums released when Kurt Smith left the band, and I want to say he was out of the band for 13 years or something like that. And it was it was essentially a, a solo project for Roland at that point. Um, I do think it's an underrated air, and in fact, I really like the album Schmatt air. So, uh, Raul and the Kings of Spain, which I think artistically isn't one of their best albums, but it is actually one of my personal favorites, because it kind of helped me through my divorce, because that album is actually a divorce album. Um, it's kind of a distant divorce album, because it's about the divorce of Roland's parents. It's about, not about his divorce, which I'm not even sure if he has a divorce. He may not. Um... So it's actually for me. Yeah, I guess it's more for you. <laughs> but that album always spoke to me, but it probably uh, has the least amount of singles, and that's probably why it wasn't really uh, touched on for the show, which is a little disappointing, but I kind of expect it because it's not really a standout album for them in a lot of ways. I guess I should say for him because Roland was essentially the only member of the band at that time. Um, but Break It Down Again is fun. That was definitely their biggest hit from that era. Um, um, do you want to bring up um, the girl that was with them? Yeah, Lauren Evans, yeah, right? Yeah, I believe it was Lauren Evans. She killed it. Uh, she yes. actually did all the lead vocals on Suffer the Children. Suffer the Children was cool to bring back, too. Like, that's not one I expected to hear, and they did that. They they hit the, the hurting pretty strong. Um, and the hurting is a great album. Um, wait, is it called The Hurting? My brain fart? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's The Hurting, their first one. Yes. Mm hmm yeah, and she looked like she was having a lot of fun. Yeah. She was dancing e a lot. Even when she wasn't, like, singing, she was dancing through, like, all the songs. She <laughs> she had a great spirit. Uh, she yes. killed it when she did the vocals. Because she was there, uh, I think that's part of why they brought Bad Man's song back, uh, which was a fun song. I wasn't, that's another one I was not expecting. Um, oh, speaking of hits, Sowing the Seeds of Love was another good one. Oh, uh, yes. They did a great one with that. And we got um, all of these visuals with, like, flowers. Yeah. And... I want to say, like, Garbage did, like, exactly an hour, and Tears for Fears did, like, like an hour 50 or something like that. Yeah. 
a fucking great show. I know this is the towards the end of their American tour. They got a few dates left. If you haven't seen it yet, fucking it's worth it. Do it. If you're if you're on the fence, do it. Um, great, great show. Uh, any final thoughts before we drive home? Well, now I have to get that final garbage thought in. Oh yes, your oh, final garbage oh, thought. Oh, oh, um. This thought's gonna be trash. She already said it's garbage, so I don't know why she wants it out. <laughs> Oh, the band garbage. Oh, God, I get confused. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I need to say, I need to have my trashy thought out mm. the video ends. Ah. Uh. Well, I mean, they did great. They mm. did do for, great. For an opening act, you can't ask for any more. They, they killed it for an opening. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Uh, my, my, own, my biggest complaint for garbage, in fact, would be um, the sun was setting during their show. So like the last few songs I had the sun in my eyes. We were all like could they please could they please lower the sun a the bit sun, faster please. while they're performing. It is obnoxious to deal with it. We are annoyed. Um so you know I would have given them five stars for an opening act, but that sun was obnoxious. So uh zero stars. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking that whole time. We had, like, our hands going like this, but we were kind of bobbing along. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to ourselves, we can just pretend like we're mm -hmm. dancing. Well, you know, we can bring up uh, overpriced merch. Ooh, oh, we, yeah. I got myself a garbage t-shirt, and uh, she got she got the fancy Tears for Fears long sleeve shirt. I thought about getting the tour shirt. The tour shirt didn't throw me, so I got the Tears for Fears uh, Seeds of Love shirt. And she, she got the same garbage shirt as I did. Yes. But uh, smaller, obviously. But so yes. I'm, I'm, I'm tinier than he is. Isn't that weird? And dr parking is actually looks like it's freeing up a bit. We might be able to get out Yeah, soon. we might be able to leave. Oh, my God, and the cars are moving. Awesome. Yes. The video was useful, so now we could record while the cars are getting out. But, uh, yeah, great show. If you're, not, if you're not sure about going to see it, go see it. Um, the U.K. tour starts soon, so if you're in the U.K. and you're on the fence, go see it. God, Tears for Fears killed it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was my thoughts on the, con our thoughts on the concerts, I should say. Uh, George, you definitely need to come next time. It was so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want yeah. to. Uh, Just logistically, I couldn't mm -hmm. make it work, and I'm still bummed about it. I don't know it, who will so. open for them. I will say my biggest gripe about Garbage was that they only did an hour, and it's like, I, I wanted more. <laughs> well, I know, I mean... I think they were opening instead of co-headlining. Yeah, no, they, so. they were very much an opening act. Uh, but they did a great job. Um, I would be interested to see them headline a show, honestly, because I'd like to see them when they have, like, more control of the stage. Because the stage was very... Like, they did some fun stuff with the stage setup, but it was very much set up for the Tears for Fears show. Um, yeah. It's typical when you're an opening act. You kind of have to work with what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. They did a great job. Uh, they, they're both amazing shows. Um, yeah, I think the Tears for Fears uh, garbage. I think they only have a couple more dates. If you happen to be nearby and you're on the fence, just go see it. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to uh, the UK in a little bit. And then who's opening? It's Alison Monnier. Is that it? No. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Alison okay. Monnier. From uh, and from the Yazoo, I, I, who are I more popular admit, over I will there. Admit, I do not like her as much as Garbage, but she is very cool as well. Uh, that'd be a show I'd like if you're over in the UK. I'd probably recommend that one as well. She's probably a really good opener. Um, but 
Yeah, I thought that she was touring the states, but no, I guess not. I think with with well, garbage. Actually, even looks yeah. like uh, garbage might be doing opening for a different band after Tears for Fears leave. So I'm not exactly sure how that works out. But you know what? Having garbage as an opener for Tears for Fears was a great combo. It's like, damn, two bands I, one band yeah, I love and it's... one band I really fucking like. Okay, really. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's. Yeah, that's yeah. a great combo. But uh, <laughs> yes, we will def you will definitely have to check it out. Um, so next week, do a little bit of closing. Next week, we are going to be doing uh, kind of the last three episodes of Obi One, and then kind of just do our recap on the whole series. Uh, the first three episodes of Miss Marvel, and the first four episodes of The Boys season two. It's all TV next week. Uh, will you be joining us, George? All right. Yeah, um, should be able to. Um, I will definitely be caught up with Obi Wan and the boys at mm-hmm. that point. Um, I haven't seen anything of Miss Marvel. Uh, if if you you're welcome to sit in and wa- and uh, discuss it with us, if you have any, um, like if you have any questions and stuff, you're allowed to throw it in. That being said, uh, I've seen the first okay. two Miss Marvels. I have to say it's really good so far. I'd recommend checking it out. It's like a fun series. <laughs> Cool. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about yeah, Obi-Wan. so am I, because god damn, I'm sick of the hate train on this one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like with Star Wars, like I, I feel like anything new since probably mm-hmm. Jedi is, has gotten like this big wave of hate trains mm-hmm. and like, oh, this is the worst thing ever created. It's like... You need to get no, out like, more. <laughs> people like, like, I remember when the prequels came out, it's the worst thing ever created. And, you know, I wasn't thrilled with the prequels, but I felt like people did get a bit over the top with it. But now all of a sudden people are talking about how the prequels are masterpieces and it's the sequels that are the worst thing ever. And it's like, guys, I've been through this before. I know what happens in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more into yes, that we next will. week. But, but... uh Obi-Wan's yeah. part of that too now. Yay. Yep. Yay. But, uh, yep. Everyone have a good one. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkirst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it. To find kind of funny and to find a kind of sad. The dreams of which I'm dying are the best I ever had. I find it hard to tell you, I find it hard to take. But when people run in circles, it's a very, very mad world. Mad world. Mm. That's a good closing. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>